Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. I am your co-pilot today, Kerry Palmer, and joining me in the pilot seat is Jeremy Bratitich. Alright everybody, thank you for flying uh, Minimap. We are uh, taking off from <laughs> Lipe Lipe Airport in Bologna and heading to the town of... I've forgotten the name of it in German. Meningen? Something like that. Meningen? Yes. Uh, So if you are just joining us... Which uh, everyone is. Which everyone is. uh, I had a wonderful idea today. I was at work and we were talking about the podcast with my friend of the show, Ollie, who I work with. And I said to him, I've got a really dumb idea (laughs) that I'm going to bounce off you and I need you to tell me if it's if it's not going to play. And I still don't know if it will, but it might. I am going to do the timings of the episode like we usually do. We've got a spreadsheet with some information so we know how long the episode is going to go for. Roughly. Roughly. Uh, what I'm going to do is total the amount of time the episode's going to take, find a flight path in Microsoft Flight Simulator, <laughs> take off as Kerry does the intro like he has and like I have, and I'm going to fly a game, fly a plane in the Microsoft Flight Simulator video game for the entire podcast. <laughs> 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 and then try and land when Kerry's doing the, the outro of the show. It's going to be pretty, pretty interesting, everybody, because um, we've never once <laughs> nailed our estimate. <laughs> Not once. Hey, look, Harry, you know what? I've very rarely successfully flown a plane in this game and landed anyway. So, like, look, we'll see how we go. You're just dying till you can get to the right situation to hit that autopilot button. Yes. Well, I don't need an autopilot button. I'm just I'm just here. I'm flying the plane. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. No, no, why would you need an autopilot? You've exactly. got me, your co-pilot. Yes, your co-pilot. I'm my co-pilot. Uh, <laughs> this is such a dumb idea. It is. It's really cute. It's really fun. I hope. I hope stuff happens. You know, I hope something happens. <laughs> a flock of birds. Yeah, like there's at least one event during this flight. Because I was like, "Yep, Jeremy flew and landed this plane." You know, oh fuck! Oh, no. What are oh, you fuck. doing? Why are you upside down? I don't know. I don't know. What did you do? I didn't do this. The plane. <laughs> No! Oh no! All right. Well, I've hit the ground once. We died. <laughs> we've, we've died. Hang on. I'm gonna. It's, it's been three minutes. I I swear to God, I don't know what happened. Uh. Well, while Jeremy tries to get us back in the air, <laughs> I guess I I guess I wish too successfully for there to be an event. Uh. While Jeremy tries uh very successfully to get us back in the air. Goodness gracious. Uh. I'm going to tell you a bit more about what we are and what we do. This is the Minimap cast. <laughs> <laughs> this is minimap.com.au's weekly podcast. Jeremy, have you seen that they've introduced a new domain name, which is just .au? I'm getting ads for it on YouTube. I did not know that. Yeah. I should maybe pick that up. Maybe. It could be minimap.au. Yeah. Which would work with our Twitter account, which which is just minimapau. Mm, that is true. That is true. We could say that we did that on purpose, even though we just did it sort of like was minimap well, taken? I think yes, yeah, minimap is taken. Yeah, yeah. 
That'd be interesting. Uh, but that's not the website. It's minimap.com.au. Um, <laughs> you can go there to find uh, this episode of the Minimap Cast, episode 101. Uh, you can find all previous 100 episodes of this podcast on that website, as well as any podcast service of your choice. Um, yeah, last week was our 100th episode. June was back on the podcast, uh, which was lovely to have them back. Uh, and we reminisced about uh, what this show and this website and this group of us and this endeavor for us has meant. Um, it was a lovely episode. I greatly enjoyed it. Um, and I recommend everyone gets to it. Uh, if you don't, well, there's 99 other ones you could choose from after you finish this one, as well as our mini disc game club episodes and our, uh, the pecking order pop culture kissability ranking podcast episodes are up there as well. Um, if you want to support us, you can give the show a positive rating on whatever podcast service you use or like to use. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, if you want to support us monetarily. It's a $5 flat fee. Just if you want to do that, the option's there for you. Uh, we'll be here otherwise. Uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv music as the song for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Uh, and there's, there's one final detail before I, uh, I let you off, uh, the chain, Jeremy. Um, I just need to let everyone know that right before I started this podcast, uh, what the, Jeremy, you flipped the plane again. I, I, I didn't even press any buttons. I'm not sure oh, this wow. is going to work. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> you crashed twice in six minutes. Something keeps happening at a certain altitude in Bologna, in Bologna. <laughs> That causes my plane to just nosedive. There's an airborne Bermuda Triangle in that area. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right before I started the podcast, uh, the cat, Griffin, my my ginger cat who you may have heard screaming in the background occasionally, uh, decided to get up off my lap in the lounge room and leave, and I didn't know where she went. And five minutes later, I came into the, the study, and she was sitting on my nice ergonomic padded armrest desk chair uh and so i'm just sitting on one of my kitchen chairs while she sleeps beside me on my desk chair <laughs> it's very cute i'm gonna be a, a little uncomfortable by the end of this though so but you know that's the, that's the things you do for the tiny furballs who you can't explain in english to them why they can't sit there um now jeremy do you want me to give you a couple of minutes and talk about my stuff while you get the plane up for a third time uh yes yes okay. <laughs> yes i do good okay well, i'm gonna start with my segment then i am and still then, genuinely listening <laughs> no i uh yeah no definitely yes, i yes. just you know i could see you concentrating yeah. <laughs> jeremy's restarted the flight this is the third time i don't know what's so happening at, at certain feet in in about a minute and a half we'll be at the same spot you were three minutes ago and three minutes before that where you just tumbled out of the sky for some reason. So good yeah. luck. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, something I spoke about last week, which was I've been using my Xbox Series X in developer mode, or I've been trying to, to get the Moonlight game streaming application to work on my Xbox. So, oh, mm-hmm. oh, he's nose diving very early. Uh, I know what I did. Very early. All right, this is a different plane <laughs> that I'm usually flying. Sorry, continue. Moonlight. <laughs> so, I've been trying to get Moonlight to work on, my, work on my Xbox so I can sit in the lounge room, play games that I've got running on my PC so I can share the story of Mass Effect with Sam when when I want to do that and then still come to 
play it on my PC save with keyboard and mouse shortcuts and all that and on my nice monitor and all all that good stuff because as good as the Xbox Series X release of the Mass Effect Legendary Collection is, it doesn't support... Oh, it does a lot. It does 4K, it does 120Hz, but it doesn't have keyboard and mouse support and that is my definitively much more preferred version way of playing the combat in that game. Yeah. So last week I was talking about how I couldn't get to work and I kind of had my head in my hands. I got it to work this week and the, the way I got it to work was very annoying. Um, you know, last week it was all about I needed to install Visual Studio and all the instructions in the, the, the project for this Xbox app to make work was about how to download the project and then build the raw files, the raw project files into uh, an Xbox app. Yeah. And then and then send it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I just it would be so simple for them to just put the bundled files up on the repository as well. So I don't have to learn how to develop and build and like what libraries I need to do. Like I was doing command line stuff and and like and and I thought I could do it. Like I took I took some programming courses Oh my god! Seven years ago, and then yeah. you know we did. G- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And> right. <laughs> oh fuck! And then uh, we oh. did games stuff before that as well. What? I remember the thing that I wanted to blow your mind about really quick. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake came out two years ago today. Yeah, I tweeted about it, Jeremy. Okay, I'll talk about that soon. I, I forgot about that. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'll mention that as well. Yeah. Um. So uh, seven years ago, I did some coding. I've, I had some rudimentary coding experience, right? But I couldn't get this to work. And so then I was going through their issues tab on their thing and then they like closed issues and someone had done a similar thing and then the developer just said, hey, you could press this button and it'll show you all of our our builds and releases there. I'm like, what are you? And I go there and they've just got like a fairly frequently up updated <laughs> list of like, not they're not executables, but they're basically the same thing, just the bundled files that I need. I just downloaded them, threw them straight onto the Xbox yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, yeah. I sent a suggestion. I was like, hey, Make can you clearer. please rewrite or add to your readme to mention what files need to go into the Xbox and that those files are just sitting in this repository with this totally like indiscernible button or like link to it or something? And they're like, sure. So I'm glad they've nice. done that. Anyone who's looking Good. to do that with their Xbox Series S or X, that option is much more <laughs> readily noticeable now. Um, and after all of that, it hasn't been a very flawless experience, which is a shame. Um, the reason why I've been trying to get Moonlight to work so specifically is because when I was using it with my laptop a couple of years ago, it was nearly flawless. It was really, really, really solid. Um, something about, I, I, I've got to try it with a couple of different other games. I got to spend a little bit just with it, but there's something about, I think, um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition and running it through the the EA beta app mm-hmm. um, that's sort of it's it's really weird on my computer if I try and launch Mass Effect through Moonlight the EA app starts freaking out and then won't launch at all on my computer until I restart it which is like not ideal um, so yeah. then I have to launch it through Origin and I'm pretty sure that's part of why it's not doing well because every time I like go into every time I launch Mass Effect <laughs> Every time I launch Mass Effect, um, it's trying to launch the EA app executable. That doesn't work, but it puts me into the desktop and then I can launch it manually with my controller through Origin. And so I think there's some funky stuff going on there. Like before we started the podcast, I was playing it on the projector in the lounge room through Moonlight. 
Um, and one of the issues I'm having is the game, the video feed will freeze. And so then I have to disconnect and reconnect. And I have to do that about a dozen times in my play session just then, which is part of why it's not so great. Um, and then when I came back to my computer, like my mouse had like a, like a one second delay. And like every time I clicked, it was like clicking like three times. So I couldn't actually click anything. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah. Like, so there's something really weird going on. I just want it to work where I launch the game and then the game is launched on my projector and it keeps cutting in and out. You know, there's, there's a, there's a disclaimer on the project that says, Hey, this is a, this is an in progress app. You know, it's buggy, it's messy, you know, but all the same it's been a bit disappointing my session just before was really good and so playing mass effect one has been really fun it's been really interesting it's been really good seeing the legendary collection like it it plays really really well um like it like the frame rate and the resolution and the texture detail is really good the facial animations are a bit rough but at the end of the day it made me really it's it's kind of making me reappreciate the quality of the voice acting and the writing and the scenarios that you're in, even in the first game, like it's a lot of faff at the start. Like, you know, the first mission is kind of bombastic and then you get to the Citadel and it's a lot of like, lot of lore. they won't make you, they won't make you the Spectre and you have to go do investigations on the Citadel and meet yeah. your other squad mates and like. And, and I will shots. say I quite liked that stuff. I thought that stuff was really cool. Yeah. As someone who's played two first, I remember my first time playing one where I did that. I'm like, come on, 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 because I'm already familiar with the Citadel. I'm already familiar with these characters. Yeah. And the way they introduce those characters isn't actually that interesting in comparison to how those characters then develop further into the series. So I'm like, this is all just like diet Mass Effect. Yeah. But coming into it, starting with it, it's been really nice. It, um, it's like watching the first episode, first season of a TV show that goes for like six seasons, and you like yeah. you can see the early characterization. You can see them sort of f- putting out the feelers for like for the beginning of what will be, you know, some really good character moments. Totally, and like the actors are still getting used to it, so they're not like relaxed yet. And there's yeah. like the scenarios aren't quite as complex, and like. They're yeah. not quite clicking as much, but it's still good. Yeah, no, totally. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to playing more. It's It's been really good. Yeah, my first try with Moonlight, though, was so bad that I did... I had already installed Legendary Collection from... Legendary Edition from Game Pass onto mm-hmm. the Xbox. And so I just booted it up because I saw it there. I'm like, I'm just going to see how this feels in general. And it did feel better. You know, it was proper higher frame rate, proper resolution no lag at all, no disconnects and reconnects. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I just hate the controller combat in comparison to the, it's so sluggish and I find it so unintuitive in comparison to the keyboard, mouse and keyboard combat. Um, I I want the option to have mouse and keyboard. And I don't, I mean, maybe I should look to see if you can just plug mouse and keyboard into the Xbox. Maybe that's the solution. I don't know if you can. I mean, you can... You can do it for some games. You can do it for some games. I feel like they wouldn't have added it for that. That's the question. It's the question of whether they support it in the Mass Effect Legendary Edition Xbox executable. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, That's the question. Uh, so, yeah, that's been my thing. I, I'm really glad you brought up uh, Final Fantasy VII, though. I saw a tweet last night from the main Final Fantasy VII Remake account. Right. And said, oh, uh, Cloud... Tifa, Barrett, Aerith, and Red 13 uh, began their adventure on this day two years ago. 
and my tiny mind exploded. <laughs> like it was bedtime. It was like well past bedtime. It was like 1.30 a.m. And and I was like, oh fuck. Oh my god, that was two years ago. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. And like I was thinking about all the things that have changed since then, but also how it feels like I was playing that game for the first time yesterday. Yeah. Right. And and and, and this isn't a new thing, right? This isn't this isn't like oh youth uh, game I like came out and that's been a while and wow that seems like like we were talking about it when Uncharted came out earlier this year the the remaster and it's like oh yeah no that doesn't feel like that long ago like that happens but there's something about how this came out right at the start of the pandemic and how well I connected with it and a lot of people did like like you as well Jeremy like mm, yeah it was such a bright spot and I feel like it's such a it's such a, a strong memory in a sea of lockdowns and shifts at, at our retail work where like it was just standing at the front door telling people they can't come in or yep. like, click and collect where we were hardly doing anything or shifts like and and then both of us have left that job since then and gone on to do like awesome things with our professional stuff since then and there have been so many games but <laughs> Still, at the end of the day, this is the one I'm most excited for the next part to come out. Like, it's so weird. It just kind of broke me. Yeah. What did, what did you think when you read that? Oh, I was like, I just, look, coming off. You have to sit down. Well, I mean, just coming off Kingdom Hearts' 20th anniversary and then hearing this at the same time, I was like, I just too much. <laughs> time, <laughs> is, time is happening too much right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. It was weird. I don't yeah. know why it caught me so off guard. Yeah, I mean, like, we're, what, six months away from two years with the PS5? No. Oh. Yes? Seven months. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry to completely destroy you. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, man. Whoa. Whoa. That means that next month it will have been 18 months with the... Oh. Wow. Yeah, it's fucked, right? Yeah, it is. And like like I just said, it's normal. Like, time passes and then you look back and it's weird that it's been that much time. Like, I get it. But there's something about these gaming milestones, I guess. Like, these these releases that mm. we can anchor our frame of reference from happening within the pandemic that being a far enough away time now like yeah it's really strange it's, it it's is fucking- very strange yes jeremy how is the plane oh plane is cruising i'm at we've been going for about 10 minutes now uh i'm 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 in it now i remember what i'm doing i remember the right angles and everything it's cool it's all you, coming back to me do you know why the plane was flipping <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was, I was going, uh, I was going, I was, I was climbing too quickly and I wasn't keeping my, my altitude. Um, sorry, I wasn't oh, keeping my- Oh, you were my, stalling. Yeah, I wasn't keeping my airspeed high enough to the point where like the plane just fell. It wasn't even stalling because stalling <laughs> is like, uh, yeah, it's kind of stalling. Um, yeah, yeah, I was stalling. I was going up yeah. and then like nothing happened and I had no speed and so I fell to the earth as, <laughs> as, as one does. <laughs> um, I fall to the earth regularly. So we are cruising at a cool 5,300 feet. Uh, we are going at a casual 121, 121 knots. 
Uh, we have a bearing of north by northwest. Excellent. Uh, the 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 German town which I'm landing in is 194 nautical miles. We're all good. We're we're, we're cruising. Wait. We're cruising. I can't wait to get there. Thank you for bringing us along with you on this journey. Heading into a cloud. <laughs> can't see. It's anything. like it's like you're a pilot, Jeremy, and you've turned on a podcast. Yes. 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 Um. Yeah. Jeremy, oh, it's it's we're 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 going fine. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. That's good. Jeremy, I was going to start us off with this, mm-hmm. but we're not we're not going to do that. Well, rather, we haven't done that. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 4. They announced another one. <laughs> they did. So we spoke... Tell me. Two tell weeks me. ago. We spoke two weeks Go. ago about the Kingdom Hearts uh, anniversary, 20th anniversary. And, mm-hmm. then I, and I mentioned that there was going to be an event happening that was going to happen two weeks later. That happened over the weekend. They announced last night at about 8.30 p.m. Australian time while I was in bed uh, that they are in development of Kingdom Hearts 4. Now, I'm just going to... With a trailer. With a trailer. With gameplay, kind of. Yeah, yeah. gameplay. Like, they like they never really hide gameplay. No, it was very cinematic and it's very early. Yes. But there was UI. It was it was a gameplay sequence. Yeah. Um. So, they announced... A few important things. One, they announced more mobile game stuff, and then they announced the spin-off, yeah. and then they announced Kingdom Hearts 4, yeah. which is wonderful. Um, I, I have to ask, what was that dark cross code? Uh, Union, Union Cross Dark Road. <laughs> Union Cross Dark Road, sorry. <laughs> Thank you for knowing what I was talking about. Um, is that the one that is already out and like fed into Kingdom Hearts 3? Uh, sort of. So Union Cross is like... Was, was I don't know the- why I expected a simple answer. <laughs> sorry, go on. Like, it, it, it's, it's pretty simple. So, so Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is the mobile game, the one that did feed into Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Union Cross Dark Road is the um, the successor to it. Um, Union Cross is finished, um, and they they moved on to Dark Road, um, which is fine. Uh, I've I haven't played Dark Road at all because it's pretty similar to Union Cross, and I don't really have much of a care for it. Uh, so the other Kingdom Hearts for this one set the real world. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like it's not. So it's it's set in it's set in the video game world that is the fake video game that's in the Toy Story world of Kingdom Hearts three, um, which just looks like the real world. It's still set in a game? So in Toy Story 3, sorry, in, in the Toy Story world of Kingdom Hearts, mm. there's an ad for a video game called Verum Rex. Okay. Which uh, had a full CG trailer, like a full Final Fantasy R CG trailer in the middle of the game with no explanation. Oh, Verum okay. Rex is like a game that is being sold in the Kingdom Hearts version of the Toy Story world in toy stores. Okay, right. Interesting. And, it, like, and the, the transition is you enter the, the Toy Story world, you see this full-on Final Fantasy-ass cinematic trailer. And then it like pulls out from the TV and, and, and you're a, in Toy Story. And a, yeah, and it pulls out from the TV and like Rex, the, the dinosaur, is playing it with Ham, you know, how they play video games. Um, then the, the final... Uh, one, one of the secret bosses in the Kingdom Hearts DLC is you fighting the main character from that game Sora gets pulled into it oh okay and, 
and and then the ending of the game Sora is in that world which is based on a fi- fictional like a, a, a fictional version of Shibuya, Shibuya which is a real town in in Japan yeah um like a, a district um so Verum Rex and this ah it's got it's got it's got a name like uh, Quadratum is the name of the town yeah the, the city um, yeah the the fake city it's like it's 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 supposed to be like a middle world and I think it's like a limbo thing and Donald Goofy gonna have to try and get him out and Riku's there as well um I don't really know a whole lot about it but like Sora looks very different Sora looks like a real guy well yeah that's the thing how does it how did it feel seeing that and they've kind of been teasing this like realistic like cityscape for a while right uh like in terms of three that like you've seen some like dark coats on top of skyscrapers right is that relevant to this or is that completely no like there have been dark coats in skyscrapers all throughout the series okay Um, never mind okay so this is this is new then yeah like this is like a there's like a like a new place so what is it like seeing Sora as a real boy? It's very strange. Um, oh, man. I can, can I just say, as someone who is very usually... Uh, you're you're like, anti-big feet. I'm, I'm perturbed by all of the standard character design of, of the Kingdom Hearts characters with their gigantic clown feet. and The, the Mickey Mouse feet. Yeah, but they're not, they're not cartoons. They're, 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 yeah, they're, they're people. Yeah, they it's weird. Anyway, they've got real feet in this one, and I actually kind of it actually kind of makes me go like, "Ooh!" So uh, <laughs> I don't I, hate this. So why I'm amazed by this trailer so much? So I don't like you know they're making him as well. That's exciting. I don't really have like much emotional like I do have an emotional stake in it, but I don't like I don't have mental stake in the series anymore. I don't particularly care where it goes. I just want to know where. They could go literally any direction and I'm going to be along for the ride. And yeah. I'm like, I am no thoughts, head empty, whole heart in the series, no matter what. Ride or die. But it's more of like a curiosity at this point rather than a, I have to see what happens to Riku and I have it, to see it, what. It, it, it's both. I don't, I'm not going to like, you know, like I'm going to be fairly critical of the series going forward because it's it's like the story is done they've they've they're, they're doing a new saga now like they they said that it's like oh, yeah. the unwritten yeah, chapter the, the, or whatever. The, the trailer started with what is something arc and i, I saw that i'm like the the lost the arc of the lost master i'm like it? this has been a tw- this up until now has been a 20 year arc yes <laughs> what no, the it, fuck it, it is about to happen been. next it genuinely has, it genuinely has been un- like the oh. thing the, the reason why that's misleading is because it, it this arc is completely based on the previous the events of the previous game yeah yeah um it's like it's dragon ball right <laughs> that's all it is it's totally. anime um so why I'm amazed by this game is this, 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 like, I said this years ago. I said this years ago when I first played Kingdom Hearts 3. I said this years ago when I played the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. Just say this game, podcast? Yes. This game is Final Fantasy versus 13. Genuinely, he's actually making it. I don't know if you said that for the main game, but definitely when the DLC came out. No, I said it then as well. Okay. I, I've right. been I've been I've been saying this. I've been saying this. Uh to the to the extent where I messaged June the link to the trailer. <laughs> really? And I said Final Fantasy versus thirteen trailer just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. And they Did responded they with it? uh so they responded with eye roll emojis. I'm mad that it looks good. 
Yeah, yeah. And then I said, you only think it looks good because there's barely any Disney in it. To which they said, yes. I mean. And then they said, Goofy was never meant to be taken this seriously. And I and I, I quipped back with, somebody hasn't seen the Goofy movie, obviously. Um, which, which, is, which is a very, very apparent point. All of this to say, I can't believe it. Nomura, you madman. He had some very lovely things to say about the 20th anniversary as well. I, I recommend looking at the Kingdom Hearts Twitter account just to sort of read some of the notes about like how they all felt about making the series for this long, et cetera, et cetera. That's um, cool. I don't know. I'm, ex- I'm excited in like a, I don't know what the fuck this is kind of way. Totally. Um, but I'm excited for him to remake the game that he didn't get to make. Yeah. Um, and just to see what the hell that is. Totally. Yeah, I I actually really enjoyed the trailer from a from a generally Kingdom Hearts detracting kind of viewpoint. Like I was pleasantly surprised by my enjoyment of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big part of it was like it was quite nice to look at. Like it was a really realistic realization of a cityscape like that. Like yeah. in terms of the material detail and the lighting, the color palette. Like it was it wasn't super bright like a like a fake world. You know, it's not Horizon and it's not Toy Story World or anything like that. But it's also not like Gears of War, Killzone, Drab. Like it's it's just it just looks like a city. And yeah. I don't know. There was something about that that I just found really satisfying. There's 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 a clarity and a resolution to that trailer that is like appealing. I don't know. It like maybe it's just like next gen, right? And we haven't properly got that yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe that um, that, that isn't wrong. But it, it, appeared, it appealed to me on some aspect, and then the and then there was a big shadow that formed and it had really weird proportions, and, and I started I kind of started checking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's there was a tweet that Ollie shared in the Discord earlier today that I'm just gonna just gonna share, um, <laughs> and it, it was from 2019. <laughs> And it's I can't I can't read this because this isn't English, but it's, it's someone quoting Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's like Latin or something. So it's like Elwa, Elwa, something. And then Goofy, present at the crucifixion. Gorsh! <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. That's what Kingdom Hearts feels like. I, I did tweet last night. Um, and I think this is very true. I think when a new Kingdom Hearts game gets announced, a big part of the excitement fans, including myself experience, is the genuine surprise they've gone and made yet another one. I, know, <laughs> I, I love this dumb series. And it's true. I think because one, Kingdom Hearts 4 doesn't look like a real video game. It looks like a fake video game. And Kingdom Hearts 3 felt the same until it came out. It doesn't feel like a yep. real product until it comes out. Partly because, you know, there was, people were winning Kingdom Hearts 3 for a very long time. But partly also just because, like, they're almost uniquely video games. I don't know what this Disney Plus show is that they're making is going to look like or feel like or envy anything, but it's it's a really bizarre clash of so many things and they keep making them. <laughs> so, sure yeah, it's sure so do. profitable. It's ridiculous. It's, it's got it's such wild, a fan base. Right? I did love, I, it was, I thought it was very interesting seeing the copyright disney at the start of all the trailers and there was there was very little disney in any of three of those trailers yesterday and yet there's donald and goofy and probably hades so the, like yeah. that's like they're, they're saying like don't think like don't worry it's there disney's still there how strange so strange is the answer to that question yeah. so strange 
Uh, well, I was very happy for you, Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking of things that have been going for 20 years, uh, why don't you tell us a bit about Lego Star Wars, the new one? <laughs> Lego Star Wars, the new one. Just so, to make everyone else very uncomfortable with how much time has been passing. Yes. So Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga has come out. Um, I was very excited for this for a long time. Mm. And because they haven't made a Lego Star Wars since they made the Lego Star Wars, the Force Awakens. Yes. Which came out roughly around the same time the movie did, a little bit after, I think. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to bother with that because it was like, like I kind of wanted to look at that after the fact because it was like high fidelity Lego Star Wars, but then it was just the movie. It was just one movie and it wasn't received particularly well either. Yeah. Um, and they also included the reason C-3PO has a red arm in it. I don't know if you remember, but there was a... the So C-3PO has a red arm in Star Wars The Force Awakens, yeah. and it is not explained at all. The exclusive story is in that game. It's like the, the Fortnite episode it's just 9 like that. trailer. It's ridiculous. It's just like that. Uh, anyway, this game, this game is all nine movies, which you think about going like, oh yeah, they've made six of them before and they've made three more. But they have remade no, all of them. Yeah. This is a very, very different game to what you'd expect. So I'm going to start off just by talking about the structure of the game because fundamentally this is a, a different type of game. So to start off, the world structure is extraordinarily different. So I'm, I'm half reading off notes and half just going off it. It's open world light in a way. So it's, okay. not, it's not levels. There are missions but it is an open world light video game, which is mm -hmm. really strange. Um, the way it works is you enter one of the movies, say, I, I'll talk about episode one because that's the, that's the one I've completed so far. I've dabbled in like two of the others, but episode one I've definitely completed. You start off, uh, you actually start off in space flying a ship and you fly over to the cruiser um, the, the the Separatist Cruiser, like you do in the first game. Oh, it's like a prequel prequel. Yeah, and then you do the beginning level that you'd expect, and then you realize that there are many corridors you can go around, and you can, you can walk around, and then you complete the level, and you get put in the jungle, like you do in the main game. You go from the Separatist Cruiser onto the jungle of Naboo. Now, once you get to Naboo, you realize you're not actually in a level. You haven't started another level yet but you are still completing the story while not in a mission because this way it affords itself giving you the ability to do the middle bits of the, the movie. Right. As opposed with, to just the like combat sections. Yes. Which is very different and very interesting. You still then will go up to a part, like a, an area that is, that is in the open world of Naboo and start a mission that is, you know... The next like, part of the story. Like Attack on Feed or Fighting Darth Maul or whatever, pod racing. But then after you do that, you'll be put back into the open world with, like, the next marker. And the next marker might just be, like, go to Corazon and talk to the Jedi Council. You'll talk to them. You'll do this sort of, like, cutscene little area. Like, this. it's almost like a... If it was in a more open world RPG, it would be called like an errand, I guess. You would go and do this little thing and then that would then direct you into where the next main mission happened. So 
they kind of allow you to do both of these things at the same time so that you can get those middle bits so you can get the story. And I think because they genuinely want you to know the story of the movie in this game, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I was talking about um, this to Ollie today about how I do wonder if you could genuinely understand the story of Star Wars just by playing this game. Because I don't think you could from the original Lego games. One, because there was no talking. But two, because yeah. they it's, it's like the greatest hits of those movies. It'll be five sections of the movie and then anything else. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, I mean, that's why they had a title crawl for every level. Yes. Because they had to explain the missing bits in the middle. Yes. Um, so that changes a lot about this. So then they also have side quests as well because there are quests in this game and there's uh there's abilities and there's combos and there's over-the-shoulder shooting third-person shooting yeah and there is countering and there is uh there is what was the skill trees (laughs) oh my god yeah this is a full-on like this is a video game as video game oh no and this put me off initially. Mm-hmm. This proper was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want this in this in my Lego game. This is kind of weird. Yeah, Sam, Sam and I are looking forward to playing it together because Sam played the originals. Um, mm. But Sam's, we watched like an overview trailer, and Sam's like, oh, there's like actual aiming and and all this stuff. Like it looks really complicated. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. So, and I was thinking the same as well in terms of like, I kind of wanted to turn my brain off and play this game. But then suddenly it's making me do some things. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want this. And then I kept on playing. And a lot of that stuff you can safely ignore if Sick. you want. Or engage with it if you want. Or, or engage with it if you want. And so I started to ignore it. And then I started to engage with it. And I was like, you know what? I think some of this stuff is actually really good. Okay, good. I think some of these changes are really good. I think the the... Uh, the uh, the allowance they've given themselves to play with those middle bits make for some fucking hilarious jokes. The humor in this game, top notch. Okay, great, awesome. I I have been sort of a, a defender of them uh, adding the voice voice lines into this. Uh, none of the voice lines in this are from the movie. They are all redone by wonderful actors and impersonators. Okay, cool. Um, do they have any? Of the actual, uh, I, I think they've got some of the Clone Wars people. Um, like, right. like, like, like Obi Wan is definitely Clone Wars Obi Wan, James Arnold Taylor. But I don't know Titus. if they've got. Sure. Um, Ratchet. No. Yes. You're kidding? No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Titus Ratchet, Obi Wan. Jesus. James Arnold Taylor. It changes a lot. Um, PS2 era. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, like, so th- they have, uh, they've got some of the Clone Wars actors, but I, I haven't noticed, I haven't recognized anyone. Um, it's definitely okay. not, it's definitely not. Um, it's not Liam uh, Neeson. It's not Liam Neeson. It's not Jake Lloyd. <laughs> it's, it's not even Ahmed Best who plays Jar Jar. Um, it's, oh, it's, okay. all, it, it's all, it's all, it's all redone. Some of the voice acting hit and miss. I'd probably say sixty-five percent hit, 
some of it kind of cringy and like a, it's not great. Um, but what they're doing really well is nailing the cadence to which they say the lines. There are so many lines that are said so strangely in Star Wars because a lot of the actors in Star Wars aren't actually very good. And they have re- they've recreated so many of those line reads very, yeah. very well. Um, have, you, have you unlocked? I know it's in there because I saw it in the overview. And you mm-hmm. might have to unlock it as one of like the cheat bricks or whatever. But there's like a mumble mode. There's like a, a slapstick mode. Uh, that you no, can no not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, there's. I don't think you need it. And I think even people that are like very used to like my Lego games being like pantomime, I think this game does a really great amount of physical humor. And a lot of like, there are so many fucking jokes. So I don't know if you remember, I showed you a clip from a movie called Aeroplane. It came out in like the, like the 80s or something. Yeah. And it was a. If anyone who knows the movie, it's the the flashback scene of of at the bar, and then it goes into like just it's it's like a six minute bit, and there's like, it's like a, a fever m- dream. There is a million jokes in it. There is a joke every fucking fifteen seconds, and there's enough jokes that land that that scene is fucking hilarious because you just any joke that didn't land, like you're already onto the next one. It honestly felt like this. I showed Ollie a one-minute clip that I recorded on my Xbox um, at work. And Ollie's getting a lot of airtime today. <laughs> yes. Well, like it's, it's almost like I bounce my IDs off him at work while I know I'm on a podcast <laughs> in the afternoon. And I, I literally said to him, like, this feels like airplane. And he goes, I was just about to say this feels like airplane. That's is, so cool. It is such a fucking funny game. There are so many hilarious jokes. That's amazing. As someone who's only seen that six-minute clip of Airplane, that's yes. still very impressive. It's really, really good. Um, one of the abilities made me laugh out loud so much, and it's it's kind of it's you have to very, very much know the character of Han Solo to do it. But like, I think like I think it works really well because it's a genuine ability. I was doing um, one of the missions in Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Uh, and I'm inside his ship before he regains control of um, the Millennium Falcon, which is oh, with, so you're in the you're in the tanker, you're in the the yeah, freight w- carrier with, with the Rathars, right? <laughs> um, and there's a part where there's like a locked door, and there's like a control panel that's been like overridden in front of me. And Han Solo, not a hacking type character, so what does he do? He points his gun at it, and then points back further and back further and finds the power source and shoots it <laughs> to unlock the door. Which if you're another character, I reckon you probably unlock it just with like, like a, like you're a smart guy ability. Mm. Um, the idea of Han Solo's, like one of Han Solo's abilities being, being able to open locks by shooting the power supply of it. On his like, own ship. On his own ship. So funny. Such yeah. a funny idea. Um, the game is absolutely fucking stunning. Like it is like, like visually or yeah, visually like it is really, really good looking. Um, they are really leaning into them being, being plastic people. Um, right. So it's kind of like a Lego movie. Yeah. Yeah. There like is links awakening, like kind of yeah. toys. Yes. Yes. Um, they are really leaning into it being made out of plastic, the hair being different texture, having that more grainy feel to it seams plastic seams on things where like they're really leaning into that and it's really working for me like that kind of like hot wheels yeah um, yeah the hot wheels on uh 
Unlimited, Unleashed, whatever that game yeah, was. Yeah, I, I forgot what the game was called. Yeah. yeah, but like that material detail. Yes, yes, just like that. That's exciting. It is. It's really good. Um, and there's, I, I, I forgot to look it up. I, I believe it's either got ray tracing or very, very realistic reflections. Um, but the idea that you could turn on your st- your lightsaber and it reflects in all of the shiny details is oh, fucking, fucking excellent. That's amazing. Part of me genuinely wondered if they spoke to EA to also get some of the locations like Theed because it reminded me of the fucking Battlefield uh, Battlefront EA? maps. Yeah, because they made the they made Battlefront. Like, I wonder if but they, they if, but they don't own Theed. Oh, but you no. mean like the Battlefront Two maps, like the new ones? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, I you want, think they borrowed assets? Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they borrowed assets. But all I'm saying, that's what it was evoking in me. That's how good it looked. Does Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga have ray tracing? Next gen features such as ray tracing, dual sense features like adaptive triggers and 3D audio won't be supported at launch. So it doesn't yet have ray tracing. Oh, okay. Well, whatever they've got is really good for now. Sick. <laughs> um. Uh. I was fighting Darth Maul, and the one-on-one fights. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the one-on-one fights are very different now. The camera, because you could rotate the camera in this game now. It's not just like from a set angle; you can fully rotate it all the uh, way around. It, like this, this is a third. This is a third-person action game <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. You were doing combos and doing like air dash canceling and all that shit. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Did you see the? Maybe yes. it was in the in our Discord, but the the Devil May Cry edit of Qui Gon yes. juggling a youngling, yes. <laughs> yes, and they put the the like grading score system of Devil May Cry on top. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're fighting Darth Maul. So, so I'm fighting one Darth one. Maul, and the character then locks onto him, and so then you've almost got this like over the shoulder type, like kind of like for honor, like like not oh. gameplay wise, but like that angle of like you know the cameras lower down it's further behind you like god of war and you're like you're having to dodge his attacks which are telegraphed in a really cool way with like grids on the ground um while also attacking him and you can also throw your lightsaber as you're like aim down sights mode um but what's really cool is there's a part where like he starts to wail on you and Y is like block and counter and you have to mash that button as fast as possible. And cool. he's fucking like wailing on you faster and faster and faster and faster. And it felt really fucking sick to block that many attacks. Great. It was like really cool and really fun. And I had to get around like, this is like a Lego game. <laughs> like this is like Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Um, uh, th- there's, there's been some bugs. It's not 100% uh, all the way. It, it's a little bit buggy. Also, I feel like the sound mixing is kind of off. I can barely hear the music sometimes, but I can't tell if that's my speaker setup. I feel like it sounded better with headphones, but I genuinely couldn't remember. Interesting. Um, yeah. But like tricky. the music is like a big part of it. And I feel like the music also sometimes cuts too early or changes too frequently. That does, It doesn't let the song play. Mm. Um, you, you did get some fancy new headphones this week, Jeremy, that I have also bought and I'm waiting for them to arrive uh, yeah. have you tried with those yes i have it, it it sounded a lot better in that so it might just be like the game doesn't know how to handle 5.1 yeah because you got you've got surround yeah. yeah but like it's it's set up in the correct way like as all the other games are fine with it so it might be Did you get it on xbox yes i wonder can you use the dolby atmos app on xbox i've heard <laughs> it's quite good you have to pay for it i've heard it's quite good it might be worth it yeah. if you've got if you've got surround 
Well, is, uh, or is Dolby more than that? Do you have to get like Dolby certified speakers or something? Uh, yeah, we don't have time to go into Dolby. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, we have time to go into Kingdom Hearts Four, but not that. No. <laughs> wow. Uh, Dolby is the Kingdom Hearts of the audio world. Oh no. Um. Yeah, it, like it's. Uh, my setup is fine without it currently. If I okay. were to buy a new amp, which I do at some point want to, I would look into maybe doing that. But also, there are other ways that I can get around it. Okay. Um. Cool. So yeah, Dolby Dolby's like a profile, like a, like a sound profile, which I don't particularly need. But also, you think maybe your settings, your your speaker settings weren't. No, 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 no. I think the game was, was outputting incorrectly. Because every other game that I've played on there is totally fine. Okay. Fair so, enough. Um, yeah, that awesome. game's real fucking good. I Like, genuinely, like, it's going to be the first thing I do when we're done recording is just, like, That's fun. hop in and just keep playing. That's cool. I look forward to re-experiencing Episode 9 for the second time. <laughs> uh, in this game it's also kind of exciting to have like a couple of star wars movies in lego which i have never experienced you know like well episode eight and nine never got made into lego oh right i see what you mean and right. so like that'll yeah. be cool and there's some mandalorian stuff i know at least it's, i think it's in dlc um but it's at least there and i think there's maybe a little bit of clone wars stuff um We're and i think characters though right they don't have like a mandalorian mission i'm, I'm not sure i'm yeah. not sure yeah, I I hope so. they I hope there's maybe a Rogue One mission pack or something like that. That would be really cool. Um, yeah, that'd be a lot of content by the way the sounds they've structured each movie. It's already nine movies, which is like a lot of content. Like I will say, I mean, that I mean it sounds like it'll take as long as the movie to play through each movie. Like it sounds like a really lengthy sort of. So a lot of the side missions are kind of padding-y. Like they're like they're they're pretty like go over here and collect ten items and come back and then I'll give you a block. Um, Ooh. whereas like they're very rarely in like consequential, <laughs> like yep. they're just they're kind of just like you know one of the Gungans is like oh Misa got the boss Nas spatula where you go find, go find boss Nas spatula, and then you go down into like the fucking the basement <laughs> is that an actual one <laughs> yeah and then you go down to like the basement of like of of the city of Gunga. And it's like, he's like, oh, Misa found a new, a new fly swatto. Kill all the flies that are flying around the big city. And then you go up to him. And, yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, this is a boss NASA's spatula for cooking. Oh, I didn't know that. Here, take this. Thank you for telling me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, right. Do you like my Gungan impression? Oh, yeah, serviceable. Yeah. Um, I'm no Ahmed best. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's like the side missions are there and not really, you don't think about them at all. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Sick. Well, I look forward to getting to it. It's, um, mm. yeah, Sam and I definitely, like we said to each other the other day, it was like, oh, we should finish It Takes Two before we, and we've played a bit more this week. Um, right. We had to like torture a stuffed toy that was very sweet and nice. It was awful. I don't know, yeah. It was bad. Yeah, I don't like that game. <laughs> yeah, it's so it has so many weird moments like that. Um, so many, so many like just off kilter, callous moments. It's really strange. Yeah. Um, gameplay's great. Uh, yeah. about everything really, else. <laughs> it's so long too. There's so much stuff. Anyway, um, we're, we're I'm I'm excited to get into it. Part of me 
is a little not concerned. It's concerned is the wrong word, but I'm thinking about where to play this game and like maybe I should get it on PS5, right? But then if I get it on PS5, I have to have two DualSense controllers, which I don't have. Um, right, right. I don't have two Xbox controllers. I well, I kind of do, but I'm probably going to sell it. Um, so then do I get it on PC and then stream it via Moonlight? <laughs> like, uh, uh. I don't know what the best way to play this game on two things is, like, but it, it, it involves investment for me or just buying the PS4 version and, and copying it, like... No, 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 no. Get, get the, get a, get a, you want the reflections. Well, is it that good? They're really good. Okay. I'll show you after. Okay. All right. Well, as, as June would say, you've done a great job of, of talking this game up, Jeremy. <laughs> um, I don't know if they would have said that about this game. No. Because, <laughs> because they don't really like Star Wars, but uh, Jeremy, I just want to check in with our flight. How, how are we going here? Oh, we're going great. We're flying through the the the, the Spanish mountains currently. Oh, um, wow! It's a lot of experience, a lot of turbulence at the moment. Maybe, maybe just buckle up a little bit because it's pretty pretty windy, pretty cloudy. Why is the altitude going down so fast? What? Oh, because I was I was too high. Classic. Although Classic. I can see mountain ahead, so I might have to just increase that a little bit. Just a little, ooh. just a touch, just a touch. Uh, great. Well, I I'll be sure to check in in the future when wow, that get, that ground's getting close. Every, every no, time fine. I talk about it, it, it seems to go wrong. Um, just don't talk about it. Okay, just shut up, Kerry. All right. Uh, wait, we're gonna go to a break, uh, and then <laughs> after the break, we <laughs> are going to talk about the topic of the show, which is uh, discussing how we would save the Wii U, knowing what we know now. So we'll talk a bit about, you know, some context of what the Wii U was and its life cycle and and a bunch of stuff, like scenarios of what Nintendo could have done differently. So uh, sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. Uh, I've already said we'll be back, but I'm going to say it again in this voice. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. Jeremy, how are we cruising on this lovely flight across Southern Europe? Eastern Europe? West West Where 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 Central, is like east Central of Europe. England? But Central like Central Europe. Yeah. I guess around Germany is kind of Central Europe. I feel like I'm not actually near Spain. Going by I don't know why you would be. Isn't th- Spain on, like, the left side of France? Yes. Right, I- and you're on the right side of France. Yes. So you wouldn't be anywhere near Spain? Just a, just a, just a heads up to all of the people that are in the plane. I might have taken a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> I don't think I'm above Spain. I might be above France. <laughs> You just over some mountains, perhaps erroneously called the Spanish mountains. Oh, I don't know the map button. This is this is gorgeous. Yeah, I, don't, I think I've, I've got a little bit of hang on. Let me. I need to bring up a map real quick. Just so I can... <laughs> <laughs> attention, all passengers. Do any of you have a map? 
<laughs> of course, we do not allow uh, phones on active phones on the plane. But if any of you have broken the rules, please come to the front right now and open. Uh, <gasps> it's fine. Saved it. Um, saved it. Movo. Oh no, I'm still above Italy. Italy. Yeah, You're I'm over the above. north of Italy. Yeah, I'm still above Italy. You know, you Spain. did say the, the the Spanish mountains before, and I was like, mm. "Look, if you didn't believe me, then why did you go along with it, Carrie?" Uh, we were in the middle of something. I don't, I don't remember. But who's flying the plane? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we're also realizing in the break that this this flight is taking perhaps a little longer than anticipated. Uh, we may not we may not make it to our destination by the time the podcast ends. Uh, I'm just gonna put my fucking foot on the on the pedal. You're a third of the way through the flight, and it's been forty-five minutes of you in the air. Yeah, no, that's fine. I can, I can gun it. All right, all right. Straight line, well, all the way there. We'll see you there, Men- Menga, Menga Nenga, whatever your name, whatever your name was. Town in Germany. What near Ravensburg? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to try and fake say it again. Um, Jeremy, we were just <laughs> you. Were, you were showing me a bit about. You're showing me that Star that Lego Star Wars clip, yes. That you were t- that you were showing Ollie earlier today. Um, yes, it's very funny. They're doing, they're so doing a funny. great job. Yes. Um, and then we went on a bit of a tangent, and we were look we were talking about good Star Wars music. You talked about the Clone Wars, and you're talking about Dooku and Geonosis, and and how much you hate the Jedi because they're bad, and they are kind of bad. They're very bad. They're awful. That's what they do. Um, but it reminded me of something. Last mm-hmm. week I played some more Star Wars Jedi Starfighter. <laughs> have you played right. this game, Jeremy? No, I've not played Jedi Starfighter. It is one of the few games on the PS4 that is a PS2 game that you can buy on the PS4 to play backwards compatible. Sure. Um, and it does the, it does the, well, does the, the PS2 yeah, like yeah. logo yeah. sound. It was, it was very unexpected, very good. <laughs> I didn't play that much, but I got through all the training. Um, and then there's a cutscene at the start of the first mission, and uh, the the uh, the emp- there's like an empire figure, which is mm-hmm. weird, and like an empire ship, which I'm only just realizing is in to- totally like doesn't work because the empire doesn't exist yet. But there's is like it, an empire it, ship. Is it set in the Republic era? Yeah, it's set um, at the. It's ooh, actually oh yeah no it's set during the Clone Wars because you're you're flying. Um, you're flying the same ship that Obi-Wan has, the, the little red arrow ship. Yeah, the, the Jedi Starfighter. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> uh, and so then the all of the, the voice actors aren't actual voice actors. There's this really weird scene with Mace Windu, who's not Mace Windu. Um, and then the, the, the Empire leader, who shouldn't look like the Empire because the Empire doesn't exist yet, has a conversation with uh, Dooku. He calls him Doku. Doku. Um, Count Doku. <laughs> it's all a bit strange, really. Um, you should uh, watch the behind the scenes for episode one when, for some reason, George Lucas refuses to call the, this race of aliens anything other than Gungans. What? George Lucas frequently just refers to the Gungans as Gungans. Goongans. Goongans. And also Jake Lloyd, for some reason, like Jake Lloyd who plays young Anakin Skywalker, cannot not 
call Corazon Coruscant, <laughs> no matter how hard he tries. I mean, I get that. he was like ten at that day, at that point. Like, and, I get and, that, and that is also how it's spelled. And there's no a one, bloody C in the middle of it. Yes, yes. Um, that being said, Gungans is very odd. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah, it's strange that like if he insisted on saying it that way, that it wasn't that the actors weren't directed to say it that way. Yes, I know. It's very weird. That's it's very so strange. strange. Yes, he's a very strange man. Mm. That that Lucas of George. Um, anyway, it's just a little tangent. I just wanted to bring up Count Doku to you. Um, yes, Count Doku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about how we might have saved the Wii U 10 years ago, or nine years ago when it came out. Or 10 years ago? 2012? I'll point 2012, out this, right? this is a hypothetical question, not a thing that we actually did. <laughs> what do you mean it didn't work? The, 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 the way you framed it was, let's talk about how 10 years ago we saved the Wii U. <laughs> I said how we might have saved the Wii U, didn't I? I know, but that also still implies, like, you know, 10 years ago we almost, we, we might have saved the Wii U. <laughs> it was going to be even worse! <laughs> Um, no, yeah, no. Hypothetical scenarios of what, what of what went wrong with the Wii U and how we would have done something differently. Some joke answers, some real answers. Yeah. Um, oh, Jeremy said he's actually just got. I've like, got. Silly I've, I've got. I've got a mix. I've got you a got mix. a mix. Okay, good, good. All I heard was that you that you you went you went a bit you you went a bit wild with it. Yeah, um, I, I worked a lot today, and I'm very tired, and it's very late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, man. Uh, so our first little subtopic within our topic of the show is what went wrong with the Wii U. Yeah. Um, to lay the scene, to lay the foundation, I've just got some stats, right? Let me bring this up here. Um, so, let me just find it here. The Wii U, and then the date for the Wii U. So the Wii U released November 18th in North America, and then over the next couple of weeks across Europe, Japan, and other regions as well. Yeah. Um, as of December 31st, 2019, the Wii U had sold 13.56 million units. Now, those who aren't aware of how many units are sold of consoles typically, that's actually quite low. Yes. Um, especially when you consider the Wii's predecessor, the, the Wii U's predecessor, the Wii, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is, according to this Wikipedia list, which is what I'm comfortable using, the, the They've got their citations or whatever. If it's wrong, whatever. It's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. The Wii is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh best selling console of all time at 101.63 million units sold. Can you tell me what it was uh, in the era of the Wii? Can you... Can you? Oh, can, how can many you, had can, they sold before 2012? Well, no, no, no. I was going to say, can you omit consoles that came out after in that ranking? Oh, okay. Um, that just gets rid of PlayStation 4. Okay, all right, fair enough. Switch. Okay. Um, and there would have been some... And DS Family is above it, so that was selling concurrently. Sure, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... So, so fifth best-selling console of all time when it came out. Or when yeah. it was at its peak. When it was done, yeah. Um, which is ridiculous. And, you know, we all know the Wii. So many people know the Wii. People who don't know gaming know the Wii. You know, yes. it was in retirement homes and and people's mums who've never been interested in that thing wanted it because they wanted to be active at home. And it was a good way to do that. Yeah. Like, it genuinely was an excellently selling system and an excellent system. I think it was a great system. Yeah. The Wii U at 13.56 million units on this Wikipedia list, granted, um, 
<laughs> it's sitting between two families of consoles. Jeremy, I want you to guess what those two families are. Four. 13.56 million units the Wii U sold, okay? Uh, the... Hmm. The original Xbox? No, the original Xbox, let's see here. Original Xbox, it's hard. Be, original Xbox is at 24 million. Okay, all right, all right. It's three um, above the Wii U. Three above the, uh, the PlayStation Portable? No. PSP, let's see, was, oh my God, 80 to 82 million. That is Holy way up fuck. There. All right, all right. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what it's sitting around. Do you, do you want one more guess and I'll tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast is at 9.13 million. So that's about okay. five below it. That's a closer yeah. guess in terms of numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Above it, at 17.3 million, we have the PlayStation 5. <laughs> God, God, that doesn't count. And below that's, it... It's less than two years old. <laughs> at a 12 million estimate is the Xbox Series X slash S. Oh, so okay. W- I assumed the Xbox. Oh, I mean, fuck off. That's the same thing. What? No, you said the Xbox, the original Xbox. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Simon, it's the same as the PS5. <laughs> it's in its infancy. Yes, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that that's that not is a to say the to Wii U has done the Wii U has done as well in its entire life lifespan as these two brand new consoles whose demand has never been never been higher. Yes, yes. Have sold in less than eighteen months. Yes, 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 yes. That was their total. That was their. That was it. It was not good. Uh, for clarification, as well, in terms of number of units sold for the best-selling games, Mario Kart Eight sold eight point four six million units. Super Mario Three D World sold five point eight million units. Super Mario Bros U was five point eight million. Super Smash Brothers Wii U was five point three million. Nintendo Land Splatoon also around that five mark. Um, and then it, it drops off rapidly from there. Um, mm. In comparison, on the Switch, a lot of those same games are on the system, or they have sequels that are very similar, but uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 43 million units. Animal Crossing New Horizons, 37 million units. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 27 million units. This is yeah. accurate as of December last year. Sure. Um, so, Kerry. Yes. What went wrong? The for name. Hmm. The name for one. The name was confusing, I think, to literally everybody. That's and what like, I've got written down as well. <laughs> and like, I imagine it might have been similar for you as well, where you're like, what does that mean? Is it, is it, a, is it an upgrade or is it a new system? I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. then you and I, we would have learned that it's a new system and then we would have internalized that, right? Yes. But for people who say just bought it because <laughs> they wanted to do a fitness sort of thing and they might be interested in the next one with more you know, better visuals and staying up to date and keeping up with the next one and stuff like that. They're going to be like, okay, so hang on. It's the Wii U. So it's like the Wii, but I've already got a Wii. So do I need this one? And they're like, oh yeah, you do. It's a brand new console. But it's like, okay, but it's called the Wii U. Okay. Uh, What does that mean? (laughs) What what does it mean? And the fact that like people who, like the thing is, Wii as a name was already weird. It was already so strange. Yeah. And I remember yeah. the jokes, you know, we, I, we were in primary school when that console came out, you know, like everyone yeah. makes the jokes. It That is already a, a, a word in English. That means urine. Like that's the joke. But we urine. 
<laughs> we sure do, buddy. But like, why? Why would they call it we in the first place? Now they were very lucky that it took off, but then they doubled down, and that's hard because you've got this this brand, this name that has so much recognition. You don't yeah. want to lose that. Yeah. But yeah. also, you kind of you kind of bet on the wrong horse in the first place. I think. Yeah, yeah. My what I've written down is. The name is just absolutely fucked. It's so bad. And then I wrote, we you. And then I wrote, what the hell? And then I wrote, nonsense. <laughs> That's very funny. And then um, I wrote, I've, I've written an alternate name that they could have called it. Yeah. Now, this, granted, would be even more confusing. Yeah. But I think it would have worked. Yeah. You call it the Weedy S. Oh yeah, that took me. That took me like like three seconds. Yeah, uh, as it like uh-huh. Uh-huh. slowly integrated. But that that makes sense. Yeah, because the DS already has two screens. Yes, the Wii DS. Did that's, Kerry- that's fantastic, Jeremy. That's amazing. Yes, right. Nintendo it does confuse the DS family. It, it a little does. Bit. It does. But that that brings me to my to one of the things that I would have changed to fix the Wii U. Okay. DS cartridge slot. Oh, yeah! Wow, yeah. That would have, immediately. I'm I'm thinking back. I don't. How many times have I mentioned this on the podcast? But the the N64 yeah, cartridge, yeah. like Game Boy system yeah. cartridge, so you could play Pokemon through Pokemon Stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. So uh-huh. you could. By that point, the 3DS had come out as well, so they could have put in a combined DS and 3DS cartridge into that thing. It's the same. It's the same socket, right? DS, 3DS, Virtual Console, Mega Market, including the ability to play cards. So then, the question for me becomes: What does the DS look like on the screen? Bigger. Do you really do bottom screen down here and top screen up there? Because they do that thing on the DS where they like have the one screen across two screens. So you know what I'm I mean? going to answer that, but I'm going to answer that a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Wii DS, right? You I know? think that's a great name, Jeremy. I, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my cat has gotten up. I'm just going to let her out. One sec. Okay. Give, give them a flight update, Jeremy. So currently we are cruising at 13,000 feet, which is a lot higher than what we were before. Currently traveling at a cool 109 knots. We are 103 nautical miles away from the town in Germany in which we are landing. Uh, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe the higher you go, the faster you go. Now, I'm not sure about that. I'm not a pilot. But I think that that might be the case. I'm not 100% sure. But I reckon that's how that works. Now, don't quote me on it because I'm certainly not a pilot. Welcome oh back, my God, I'm so curious to hear what you've been saying now. <laughs> what? So we're cruising at 14,000 knots now, Kerry. Sorry, 14,000 feet. <laughs> Good. 14,000 feet. We're cruising at 109 knots. Okay, that's a similar speed to before, yeah? 100 yeah. something? The thing is we are close to 9,000 feet higher than what we were. Oh. And now Wait. let me tell you, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a engineer. But I believe the higher really? you go, the faster you go. Why? Less air. Interesting. Yep. 
Maybe less gravity. Maybe you're fighting gravity less. <laughs> less gravity. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if it's um? Because when you think about it, it's like that's why rocket ships go so fast. Yeah. Well, why? What? It's why they go so fast once they get off the Earth. <laughs> you know when you're turning turning on like a road. I can't right? wait you to and I hear both what don't have our sentences. <laughs> you know when you turn on a road. Yes. If you take the inside Familiar. lane, you go faster, right? Yeah. So I think if you if you leave the if you get further away from the Earth, it's going to take you longer to travel further because you're further away around the curve. So you're taking the long part of the of the of the road. You're taking the outside lane. You think I'm taking the long route by going up high? Yeah, I think you should say as close to don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I don't think we know what we're talking about. Jeremy. I'm taking the outside lane of the sky. Yeah, of the earth. <laughs> you know, look, the fastest point between point A and point B is a straight line, you know. You know, what I would say is it may not actually be faster for you to travel higher up, but it might be safer for you to travel faster higher up. I don't think that's true at all. Why not? You're not going to run into a building at 15,000 feet, are you? Unless you're in Dubai. That's so true. (laughs) What what can I say? I'm I'm, I'm full of valid points. All right. How are you going to fix the Wii U? So, uh, what else have we got here? We're going to talk about missed opportunities for games as well. Mm Mm-hmm. The the Wii U came out at such a weird time because it came out before the PS4 and Xbox One. So it was like an update. The Wii was better. Like, it was better than the Wii. It had an HDMI output. Woo! But, like, the the system really wasn't that powerful. And so when the game launched, when the console launched, rather, it had a bunch of third-party ports that they were toting. Like Arkham... Mm -hmm. Pardon me. Arkham City and Mass Effect 3. It's like, oh, yeah, great. I get to play that on my Wii U, even though those games have both been out for years at this point. And, and they played worse on that system. Yeah. Um, like, I really think what they should have done instead of... Instead of doubling down on third-party games, they should have either had more games that... I think they should have gone for the indies. I think they should have gone straight to the indies, made it really, really easy to develop for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would have been able to do this because this was still something that PlayStation and Xbox were coming around to in the next generation. But what would have saved them, what would have been good is that if they let the indies like run, just run riot on the Wii U. Because imagine having, having this burgeoning indie scene in, game, in the game industry in general be able to flock to this new system where indies, and, and it's what happened on the Switch, right? Have, flock to this new system where indies are welcome and easily able to get their stuff onto a new marketplace where their stuff is front and center, but also they get access to this hardware that's so unique and allows you to do different things. I just think them having the creativity to let indies do what they want with the, with the gamepad and try out new ideas without it having to be a multi-million dollar bestseller. I think that would have been the best thing for the Wii U. What do you, what do you think about that? I don't think that's quite I don't think that would have worked. And I think I think because I think where indies succeed, like the like indie boom or like you know indie consoles 
right? I, like, con- like consoles that indies flourish on that is what I mean by that. I think you already need to have an established audience there that want to buy more games for the system they own. I think you okay. need to build up that base. Okay, fair enough. Um, and that's what they were trying to do with their third-party engagement, right? They're yes, trying to bring in more casual gamers. I think we, ha- I think we have Mass Effect Two. Do they have Mass Effect Two? No, no, as as well. We have Mass Effect Three as well. Right. Okay. I think I think the issue was back then is like by bringing in third parties. Third parties made Wii U versions of games all the time, and they were oftentimes just inferior. It didn't happen for very long. No, and I think because that experiment had or had like failed quick. Yeah, I don't know, because I don't, they they performed worse. They didn't sell, and and you had to cram up with bespoke, like you had to redesign the game around the gamepad. Yeah, and and so like I don't think indies would have worked because then indie games that were made for the Wii U wouldn't have been able to be released anywhere else. Mm. Like they would have the same issues that that AAA has just with less of a budget. You're right. Like the like it worked on the Switch because everyone bought it for Breath of the Wild and Odyssey and Mario Kart, and, and then also they it, got the indies. And and yeah, and then yeah. like indie games that already existed on other consoles didn't have to really change much in terms of like mechanics. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Do you think if they something else that was big around that time were like that? I I've got written down here as examples: Assassin's Creed Unity, Battlefield Four, and Fallout Four, and there were more. But those are the ones that I remember that had mobile app experiences, really yeah. ham-fisted ones. All and the Ubisoft thought, games had a Division, yeah. had a Watch Dogs, had a Unity's was so intense. Like it was Mac that game had was it. riddled. Knack. Yeah, Knack had it. And it wasn't that good. They were never that good. No, they were never good. And and they always required you to be online. There were always hundreds of megabytes, which was a lot on your phone back then. Yeah. Like, they always felt cheap and limited and, like, they wanted to do more. And, like, unless you had a brand new phone, like, it ran like shit. And maybe even if you still had one, it still ran like shit. Like, and then, yeah. then you couldn't really do that much. I thought one of the most promising things was Battlefield 4, which had that that commander system where you could like be like the 65th player of the team. Wait, no, that's yeah. not right. The 30, th- the 33rd player on that team. Yeah. yeah, 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 yep. And you could call in support packages for squad members at different bases when they requested them. Like you could coordinate the squads to do different things and launch like commander level missile strikes or something like that. Um, which is cool. Yeah. And they, you could even do voice chat, I think. Something yeah. like that, like if they if they could key, I feel like the Wii U had had it was in a unique scenario. And again, I think this is another thing where this like could have helped a bit, but probably wouldn't have saved the system. But like they're in a, new, a, a unique position to follow through on that trend, but without it being so crap. You know what I mean? Like yeah. by having that direct connection to the console with a with a dedicated handheld device. Mm. You can make that link happen. You can have more real-time stuff happen. There's more processing power in that just dedicated to what is happening on the screen. I think it, that would require Nintendo knowing what the internet is and also at that point Nintendo knowing what mobile phones are. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's... Yeah. That's a, that's a big jump for that company. It is. It is. 
a company wasn't yeah. even ready to do Toys to Life at that point, or was just getting ready to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, they had the Amiibo readers in there, but yeah, I don't think they really knew what to do with them. Yeah. What What else do you have in there for missed opportunities for games, Jeremy? So one that I think I've, I might have mentioned before, um, the Wii U is the perfect Pokemon Snap console. Mm. Yep. It yeah, is. Sure. You get to have on screen the car going around the 3D space, could look around, all that stuff. And then the Wii U gamepad is the camera. I don't know why they never did it. It made complete sense in every way, aside from they just didn't do it. Um, I just genuinely don't understand why they didn't try it. Yeah, that is a slam dunk. Um, It's such an easy win. Is there gyroscope aiming in, in Pokemon Snap? The, the new, new one? Pokemon Snap? I believe yeah. so. Can you do that with the Switch and like, can you kind of do what you're thinking where you, where I'm, you, I'm where not you, too sure. where you do it handheld and then move your whole body around? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I heard no one talk about it, so probably not. Um, or maybe if you can, it doesn't work that well. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, I've, no, that, that is a shoe in. I think <laughs> it's a flawed system. Like, the the like trying to like miss opportunities for games i think is really difficult because i think at the end of the day there's not that much you can do with this gamepad and tv screen combo here's where you're wrong i got a i got a big brain idea for you Kerry. you ready oh, I, I like those jeremy give uh, me one so how familiar are you with the amiibos Yes, little figures. I've got two on my desk right here. Yeah. So how familiar like, are you with how they work in... Uh, like the real world? No, no, no. In Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. Where each one has like a fighter like character tied to it. And yeah. the more you use it, the more that fighter gains experience and it gets stronger. And then- All right. Now you take that idea. You grab that idea. You're the Smash Brother. You're playing on your on your on your Wii U, right? <laughs> You're building up your presence on the Wii U. <laughs> you listening, Smash Brother? I am the Smash Brother. <laughs> <laughs> You're building up your experience on your Wii U. You then take your Wii U. That's called learning. <laughs> game? No, no, no. But your stats are stored on your okay. gamepad. You take my Wii, just the gamepad, just and, the gamepad. You and take that it has some you take storage your, and processing power on it. You take it to your friend's house. Yeah. You then sync up game pads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just for Smash Brothers. It's for many games, right? Oh, many okay. Com- okay many, many, many competitive games. Sorry, Smash Brothers was just to talk about the initial idea of the like you building up a, a, a little chip that you take to your friend's place. So it's kind of like being... You want the idea of having multiple people being able to bring their Wii U Wii U gamepads to one other person's Wii U, and then that can you can you can play together. You can sync up. You can play some some me games. You can fucking I don't know Pokemon Coliseum that shit. I don't know like the, like a lot of a lot of that <laughs> style of stuff, right? And look, like as I was writing this, I said I guess make it the Switch. Being able to bring your gamepad to someone else's house as an amiibo type console, integrate it with the 3DS a little bit more as well. Yeah, see that's the thing. Like that that straddles a weird line, and the yeah. reason it straddles the weird line is because the Wii U is already straddling a weird line, right? Yeah. What, yeah. But what that what that scenario does, right? And I really like it. Is it? It's it's 
you could simplify it or or complicate it into things that we already have today, right? Yeah. Just bring a controller and you could play at your friend's house. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, or bring your console and then consoles that allow consoles to play together, you can do like, you can have a separate screen and do that. And obviously that's a bit much. And like, you know, the idea of, you know, everyone bringing their Wii U gamepads over to the, to the Wii system and then maybe it's split screen up there or maybe like it's just the Mario Kart map on the TV and then everyone's just using their game pads and they're only seeing their screen. That's cool. I like so that. Nintendo Land did a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Nintendo Land, it needs to be said, which is sort of, it wasn't a pack-in. You had to buy it. Should have um, been a pack-in. It absolutely should have been a pack-in because it was excellent. And yeah. it had some of the best ideas for what to do with the gamepad in there. And they're sort of, they're asymmetric multiplayer systems um, with like four pay- four players on Wii remotes and one on the on the tablet was absolutely terrific. There were many fantastic games there. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I, it's an idea that runs really short. Like you run out of things to do on it so fast. And and that's that's the the thing with like you with your idea with your idea that you said of you, your tablet has a bit more processing power and it can go and it can be part of a thing. It's like, why wouldn't I just take my controller already? Like, why do I need the game pad to do that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like it doesn't justify itself. And then you're right. And as, as it's something to keep in mind as well as the context of the Wii U is that the switch is the next Ever. It, it it couldn't it's, have existed without the Wii U. It's true, yeah, yeah. And the Switch is fantastic. <laughs> yes, like in form factor, design, execution, except for the Joy Cons, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's 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 outstanding. I was on a train for the first time today in a long time, and I almost got my Switch out, and then I remembered that my Joy Cons got drift, and I just didn't pull it out. I just didn't bother. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um. So what else have I got here? I've got a couple oh. of things. Yeah, like so, if you don't read your stuff out, like like I have, I have more, more dumb ideas. Yeah, I was just gonna. Yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah, 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 top in. off these sort of things. Um, the Wii U, I've got written here. It says the Wii U did nearly nothing for the people that bought the Wii U. The, yes. the gamepad did nearly nothing for people that bought the Wii U, except allow them to take their TV game to the bathroom if their bathroom wasn't very far away. Yeah, and then. Uh, well, the gamepad is uh, doesn't you? Yeah, no, okay. I, th- I think I've fairly done that. And yeah, now I'm now I'm into my like, now I'm into my like ideas. What what are your ideas, Jeremy? Give 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 me give me one of your. So what's the section we've written here? Different scenarios. What Nintendo could have done. So this is more of our hypothetical, changing history, segment. An additional attachment for an additional <laughs> screen. An additional attachment. Did you say or or four? Four. For an additional screen. Yeah. <laughs> that way. That, that way. That thing is so chunky already. But go on. <laughs> Another screen on top of the gamepad. That way you can play. So th- you can play your DS games. You can play your 3DS games on the go. <laughs> oh my god! The screen's <laughs> this big. Yeah. And the DS resolution is like 240p. You, you call it the Wii DS XL. 
Oh, that's very good, Jeremy. I like. I preface that, that by saying I don't think it's a very good idea, but they could have done. No, it. I don't think it is either. But I love the idea. It's big circle pad energy. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> um, could you imagine strapping? It's like those phones. <laughs> when people started um, dabbling in folding phones and like curved glass, LG came out with this phone, and then you could buy this accessory for it, which was like a case. Yeah. But the the, the flap of the case was actually just a second screen. Yeah. And then you yeah. had like two screens. Yes. And no one bought it. Yeah. But it reminds me of that, except the Wii U is like... It's huge. and it's <laughs> The size plastic. of a watermelon. The, the gamepad is the size of a watermelon. Yeah. I just love the idea of strapping a second screen that big on the top. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you can kill someone with it. <laughs> uh, what do you got? They call it literally anything else. Do you have a name? The, the Nintendo All. The Nintendo <laughs> Wii 2. The yeah. Nintendo Move, the Nintendo mm. Buy This One, please. Right. I don't. I don't have a a, a fun one because naming stuff's hard. It is. But also, <laughs> there's no way to get the Wii fan base and recognition and pull that out and put it into something else. And the yeah. Wii one is. I just want to get away from how weird that one is, so I just started using like actual words. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what they did afterwards. Yes, it's true. Uh, all right. You buy a second gamepad. <laughs> right? You buy a second gamepad. This is so crap. Yep. <laughs> you put them both on the floor. <laughs> you get a Wii Fit. Yeah. <laughs> you stand on it. I thought you were going to say that, and I'm really yeah. glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. And then when you pick it up to play a normal game on it, it's covered in footprints and dust and like sweat. It's like gross as fuck. It's so gross. It's awful. Like when you buy the second Wii Fit tablet, <laughs> yeah. which is just another tablet, it comes with 10 disposable screen protectors and they recommend you take them off with every use. Yeah. Yep. And replace them. Oh my god. That's horrendous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you go? I gotta be real with you, Jeremy. My scenarios are running short. I don't have that many because I kind of yeah. dabbled into the, the, the indie one. Yeah, sure. But I think this one's going to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Nintendo buy the iToy brand. Okay. <laughs> I want you to... I want just... Internalize that. So the PS2 yeah. iToy. Yes, yes. I, I'm that familiar. PlayStation hasn't done anything within six years. Yes. They buy the iToy brand. Yeah. They begin to integ- in- integrate Wii Mo- remote wo- motion, we remote motion control with next gen Kinect like camera tracking for some really weird games. This system requires you to wave at the TV and say hello Nintendo to turn it on. <laughs> oh, the console. Nintendo. Is called the IC Wii U. <laughs> Not the IC Wii. <laughs> no, no. Why would I call it that? No, the IC, <laughs> just the letter I. I like the ball eyeball. Can I we spell I cup. IC Wii U. All right. Um, this is similar to that. One of my ideas okay. was. So, business, right? 
How are you starting all of these and making me giggle each time? I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Business is very popular. Oh. Now. Do you think Nintendo have heard of business? (laughs) Business. So (laughs) the Wii U has a camera on the on the on the oh. on the touchpad is it front and back or just front it's just front it's just really, front it, it's really funny so <laughs> um, <laughs> last time you played nintendo land but like you get to watch whoever's got the gamepad you just get to put that dumb smile <laughs> just <laughs> smiling at the camera while they're hiding ubisoft probably put camera integration into their uno release yeah on Wii U. yeah um what I'm saying is Microsoft released Skype for the Wii U. <laughs> yep. Um, to get into the teleconference marketing on the Wii. Every, if everyone's got a Wii U, then everyone's got a Skype machine. Yeah. Ta- like, you know, chat can be on the window. You can have video calls. You can have some up on the tele, tele some up on the thing. Perfect mm-hmm. device for business. <laughs> Jeremy, I mean, <laughs> okay, all right, let's let's go through the scenario, right? Okay, so you're holding the gamepad, right? And yeah. the, the call is on the telly, right? Yes. So you're looking at the telly to to talk to your to talk to your friends and colleagues and yes. and your people in business. My associates. <laughs> Where's the camera? Next to your thumb. It's in your hands. So if you put someone on the screen you're in the conference room, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a perfect conference room, like remote calling in for a team, right? Where it's, you put the one, the the main people that you're calling on the screen and whoever's talking has to be holding the gamepad. Because it's using that microphone as well. And no one will be able to see them if they're not holding the thing in front of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is there a problem? What? I didn't say there was a problem. Good. Right. Uh. So, so my final... My final one, which is one that I said uh, prior to us uh, being on air, which was one that I said um, in the break as a joke, and then I realized it might have been a really good idea, um, which is what would, like, could they have turned it around if they just gave it away for free? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, I yep. do wonder, like, what a Hail Mary that would have been. Totally. And like it's impossible, right? Like it doesn't make no one any in sense. their right mind would have ever done it. However, you gotta wonder if the popularity of it would have completely fucking skyrocketed, right? If you could get a free Nintendo system that you could buy Mario Kart Eight on, and they'd never yeah. go on sale, but yeah. you could buy Mario Kart Eight and Splatoon and Mario Maker, yeah. like, like. Like the console wasn't that great, but for free, sure, I'll have yeah, a Wii right. U. Ex- exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. And then, so then the, I, I think the the logical next step of that inquiry is, do they sell it for very reduced costs? Very, very reduced. Like, 
a hundred bucks, something hundred fifty like right? bucks. Yeah, like it's it's less than the three DS at that point in time. Yeah, like I think I think that would have done more something for it. <sighs> but there's a there's a concept that I've heard Linus from Linus Tech Tips talk about, mm-hmm. which is when he's talking about whether um, whether Linus Media Group would ever become a publicly traded company, right. and he says. That he points out that anyone who's a publicly traded company, they are legally obligated to make as much to be con- to be constantly making more money than the year before, or striving to be. Yeah, they can't make. They're not allowed legally to make decisions that financially harm the business, even if they want to pivot or they want to change to something like, say, if they've got a failing product and they want to release it so that more people get it. Like yes. as a publicly traded company, you actually can't do that because then your your stakeholders have grounds to sue you and like quite reasonable grounds because it's actually the law. So then yeah. I, I don't think this is possible in the real world. But I think on some level it works. Yeah. I think on a non-capitalistic level it works. <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. Now They'll I, never do I th- it. I think Nintendo has actually heard of business before. If they heard of that, they would have put Skype on the way here. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they would have invested into any sort of online infrastructure and yeah. not charge more for the Nintendo 64 expansion pass. But they didn't. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love that idea because it's like, oh yeah, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want a free console? That, that, you know, there'd be millions of them, millions and millions. Yeah. And, and, and the, the questions then become, how do they fund production to make more of these? It's like, oh, yeah. uh, and how, how do they fund this to do that? And how do they exactly. fund this to do that? It's like, oh, they, they don't. Like, the only reason selling consoles at a loss works is because they only, they're only shaving off like 10 or 20% of a loss. And then the yeah. components get cheaper over time. And so then yeah. when it gets more popular and more people want to buy it, components are cheaper and also almost everyone who buys a game buys multiple games and then you're making you're making more money it's an investment in the in the customer to spend more money on your system that's what it is yeah and people take a loss on their console and by and large like console revisions are because hey we found a cheaper way of doing this yeah yeah like that ps5 revision where they like just put less metal on the heatsink yeah (laughs) and it still runs okay yeah. You know, instantly it's it's cheaper to ship because it's what it's like three hundred grams lighter, and then when you're shipping like hundreds or thousands of them at once, that's like kilos or tons of difference of weight. And like the the the, the PS2 Slim, like one of the reasons that one got to drop in price so much was because of how much cheaper that was to make. Smaller, yeah. it's cheaper, better, yep. faster, stronger. Wasn't yeah. that? Um, yeah. I think it needed to be different. It needed to be anything but what it was. I don't understand how they got the Wii U through so many steps of, you know, R&D and development and focus testing and it doesn't pass the sniff test. You know what I mean? That's easy for us to say in hindsight, of course, but you and I didn't get one. (laughs) That's true. I did kind of want one. I kind of wanted one too, but I didn't get one. I saved up for a GameCube when I was six or seven to get it. And I 
and I like that was with pocket money. I I desperately wanted a Wii, a Wii when it came out to play Twilight Princess and got on like the back order list. Like I was one of I got it within like the first three or four months of that thing coming out. I was waiting along with everyone else when we thought a three or four month shortage was a long time. Like, no, no people didn't want this thing. Yeah, that's true. I I still haven't got one. Yeah, and like it's got it's got good games on it, but. By large, all those ninety percent of them now are all on Switch. Yeah, and 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 so then it becomes a thing of like, man, it doesn't really make much sense for them to bring the the Wii U remasters of Zelda onto the Switch because they were already remasters from their previous systems. It was already a bit of a a, a weird one for them. But I I really want to play those games. They're just not on that system. Yeah, <laughs> like it just doesn't no. make sense for them to do that. And then what's what are the other outliers like? There's like a handful, but there's not many at this point. Yeah, we're nearly done. I, 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 there was one I was trying to think of, but I, I actually can't think of it off the top of my head anymore. Like Nintendo Land is a good one, for example. Yeah. But that's a pretty specifically be- Wii U game. Yeah, totally. You couldn't make that work. I mean, how else could you see the 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 person on the gamepad grinning while they came to catch your ghost in Luigi's Mansion? You know, yeah. you, you couldn't. You may as well just not bother. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, how far away are we? <laughs> I'm 29 nautical miles. It's not going to happen immediately. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Well, you're probably like 15 or 20 minutes away. About, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think we've got that much in us, everybody. It's been a no, long day not. for both of us. It's 10:15 yes. p.m. We both have... Oh, no, you got the day off tomorrow, but I, I got work tomorrow. Um, and I was tired at five hours ago. So <laughs> we. I think yeah. we're going to call it mid-flight here, but it was a fun <laughs> idea. Maybe we should try it next week. With a, yeah, I'll, a I'll try with a shorter flight. flight. Yeah, and with less crashing. Yes, that was that that did cop a bit, and I was still remembering how to play the game. I'm I'm a yes. bit, I'm a bit out of practice. You're a little rusty. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I act, I inadvertently wished that upon us. <laughs> <laughs> Without those crashes, we might have been there to the point where we could have vamped for long enough to make it to the destination. Maybe. Yeah. Oh well. I, mean, I should have just I should have just flown through the break. Mm. Mm. Ah well, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming along this flight with us. Jeremy, are you nose diving? No, I'm just putting up speed to see how fast I can get. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming along with us for this this uh, now bumpy ride. Uh, if you want to support the show, like I said before, you can you can rate the show positively on whatever platform you choose to get this podcast, um, or you can support us monetarily on Patreon.com/slash MinimapAU. You can find all of our previous episodes of this podcast on any podcast service of your choice and minimap.com.au, as well as our other podcasts that I mentioned at the start of the show. We're on Twitter. Uh, you can find um, the Minimap account. That's at MinimapAU. You can follow that to be notified. There's a tweet that goes up every every time we release a new episode with a little cutout of what the show's about. Uh, we're also there individually. I'm there at KJPalmer underscore 24, tweeting about how uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake going... Being as old as it is is freaking me out. Uh, Jeremy, where are you on Twitter? Uh, Obi Wan Jez. Didn't quite go viral this week, Jeremy. I'm sorry, oh, I, I couldn't I get you there. No, I know. I was, I was, I could see the beginnings of it, but it didn't. It wasn't as big as an event. Was no, the there was, there was, there was an there, an, an egg boy light scenario. If yeah, you a, the, a second, a second fascist politician, second fascist Australian politician was egged, which was hanging fantastic. around Nazis, and it was yeah. It didn't. It didn't go quite as big. 
No, but it, I still appreciated the 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 men at work overdub. Uh, it's just, it's quite good every all time. All in a day's job. If it happens again, I'm going to be very pleased. Uh, but I'm so on you it. Can go there, boost that video if you see it, um, or just enjoy it. It's actually just quite enjoyable. Um, and then, aside from that, I think that's about it. What what's happening next week, Jeremy? Have we hit a lull? Are we finally not getting any games? Uh yeah, we have genuinely. Like, there's like it's there's only really one or two games coming out this month. One of them was Lego Star Wars. The other one I don't remember off the top of my head. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty light month, which is which is nice. Uh, what what are you gonna what are you gonna be playing Lego Star Wars? Yeah, I might I might do some. I might not tell you till I do it because I'm not sure if I'm gonna do it this week or not. I'm, trying, right, to, I'm well, trying, to, trying to find some time for something, but it, I don't know. If, I don't know when it's going to happen. That's true, and we got a, we got a busy weekend too. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting through my Elden Ring workload, and then maybe playing Horizon. Uh, starting Mass Effect is a big undertaking. Um, but yeah, it's a, it, a blessing from kind of funny has has been talking about uh, review season the last couple of months, and now he says we're in the backlog season. Yep. And it's nice. And, uh, it's so much It's pretty nicer. nice. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Enjoy it, everybody. We are going to as well. And uh, um, we'll see you next week. Until then, have a great time. We'll see you then. Until then. Goodbye. What? What?